She was in here yesterday with us. A bunch of other cool stuff, too. If you missed that, podcast it. I I attended what I believe was the best work meeting I was ever invited to ever in my life yesterday. Really? At 7 o'clock, I'm going to fill you in on that. That was the best. That was the most fun I've ever had at a potential client meeting in my life. Can't wait to hear about it. At 7 o'clock, I'll tell you about that. Actually, there's photos of it already online. Um... If you head to my Instagram, Dan.Sansbury, there's also a few up at, at Facebook.com slash The Stansbury Show as well. There's a few pictures there that I said, eh, post these now, but I'll explain them tomorrow. And uh, I'm in full, like, I'm in, I'm, well, I'm all geared up. It's the art of the tease right there. You can check out the pictures, but you can't get the story until no. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. I was going to actually wait, and I was like, well, no, I can't wait till 9 o'clock because it's New Tour Tuesday today. Oh, yeah. So we do have new Kanye for you featuring T.I. We have new Thomas Rhett and also new Five Finger Death Punch. What's going on with you, buddy? Uh, not too much. I'm going to mention to you, you mentioned Megan and all those concert tickets. We have the same deal today as we had yesterday. Oh. We're a picket ticket. We've got all four we of those do. concerts to give away today. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll do the same thing that we did yesterday, oh, right? Oh, well, that's cool. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, no, we got them, we, they, they gave us the hookup there. So it's good stuff right there. What's, oh, the, what's, the, what's the story of the stands, Barry? What do you got? Dude, I took a nap yesterday. So then I was up late last night and it threw off, it threw off everything. I, I, I ended up going back to bed. Then I woke up really late this morning. So I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. And then I got here and I Again, like, dude, this place, something had been screwed up here yesterday. I alerted somebody to it, and the fix now is then sending it back to me and making me do it versus, like, what would needed to be done with it. And so it's just, there's a little bit of me that's just like, dude, is to, today's not my day. Okay. It's kind of how I feel. All it's right. It's like, dude, enough. I've been in the door six minutes. At the most. And I'm already, like, wanting to tear the head off of everybody that works in this building. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's that that, like that's where I'm at. <laughs> that is kind of where you are right that's now. That's where I'm at, dude. It's like, dude, I feel like the culmination of like, there's just enough. Uh, how much disappointment do I got to take? Uh, and then it's like where I just feel like, dude, enough. Any any expelling of the demons? Anything you want to do? Is there anything no, no, no. that you want to tee off tro- on? Nah, because no? it's only going to get me in trouble. Okay. But I do have I do have a question for you. Okay, I guess I'll I am you doing something it. today that you do all the time. All right, and I want to make sure that I see everything I need to see. Okay. I am going to the Akron Zoo today. Oh my gosh, Sansbury on a little date here, huh? I'm going to the Akron Zoo today. Okay. Now I view zoos to be a little bit mean. Like I, I understand them, I get them. It's not like I'm, I'm not a boycotter. That's not, you know what I mean. I'm not one of those. But I think zoos are a little mean. That thing doesn't want to be in there. It doesn't want to be in that cage, and it sure as hell doesn't want your kid throwing things over the fence at it, right? So I think there's a little, there's a little bit of it that's not great. But I do enjoy animals, and I do enjoy learning about other things. And so I want to, like, what does the Akron Zoo have that I need to make sure I see no matter what? Good thing is, is you'll see the entire Akron Zoo. It's not like the Cleveland Zoo where you have to, like, pack a lunch. The Akron Zoo, you'll be in and out of in under three hours. It's 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 a much smaller, really? easier, easier to walk around. And, and, and in some fashion, it's kind of a better zoo in that way because it's, like, everything's more compact. Where, like, so much of the Cleveland Zoo, like, it's a hike. Like, you're walking around. You got to go, like, from one place to the other. Get on the trolley or whatever. Akron Zoo, you'll be out of there in three hours, especially, I mean, it's nice today. I mean, I assume there will be some kids, but kids are still in school, so you should be able to tear through it pretty quickly. Um, I, they have a new thing set up on the inside, which is supposed to be like uh, like the weirdest animals on the face of the planet. Um, all the big cats are cool there. You get to get really close to them and stuff, too. So like, And as far as, like, and I understand your point of, like, well, our zoos mean, in my opinion, and I'm not going to speak for any zoological, you know, body or anything like that. But it's like, this is one of those things that it's like, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but like, 
the amount of conservation and good that zoo and zoological like societies do as a whole, it's worth whatever it costs on the other side there to me. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, no, I can get that. I, like I said, like I'm not a boycotter. I'm not one of these people, but it's it, there is a little bit of it where I'm like, is this all right? And this goes back to my thoughts on all animals are the same is that if I'm okay with a chicken, you know, me eating, I got to be okay with, I got to be okay with a, you know, with, with, with a lion. It, it, they're the same thing to me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess never really looked at it that way. So yeah, I was asked if I, um, if I would be willing to go to the zoo and I said, yes. Now, I mean, like I said, obviously this is, this is a date situation because you don't just go to the zoo with your people. You're not just I mean, taking I, any homies out to the I zoo. I wouldn't necessarily call it a date. <sighs> I, I know I've been in this situation before. I am going with a woman, yes. Of course. Um, she is a zoo member. Okay. She, like you, is both a member of the Cleveland nice. and Akron zoos. Nice. Um, she's an animal lover. It's who she is. She's actually got a few animals at, of, of pets of her own. Um, yeah, I mean, we went out last week, and we're going to go out this... We've been out a million times, though. Like, this is not new. Like, this I've isn't been, a new thing. Okay. No, I've been out with this girl 50 times over five years. Okay. I mean, it just to me, it's just very much like a... What do I want to say? This is outside of your normal realm of like what you would want to do. So like in order to wrestle you into doing something like that, it's not just like, oh, hey, we'll meet up for drinks and have sex. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's obviously something else to that there. And if I'm being honest, that's what I wish I would have said. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do. Like oh, there will be part of me today as I'm sober walking around with her, listening to her tell me about, you know, orangutans or whatever, where I am going to be annoyed. And I am going to be like, why did I do this? It'll be a beautiful day. I'm sure you'll have a beautiful woman with you. Go around and enjoy some animals. Bro. See, don't, don't, let it, don't let it stress you out. The problem with me is I'm so selfish that I'm going to be sitting there. It's, it's supposed to be 77 and sunny. Yeah, it's supposed to be really nice. There's going to be part of me. And she even said, she goes, if you would rather play golf, and you're going to be miserable to drag around there all day tomorrow. She's like, then just go well, play golf. Like I said, I mean, even if you stop and like have like an ice cream or something, you'll be out of there in three hours. So if you go relatively early, you could still go get nine in before the end of today. We're for scheduled sure. to go at like eleven thirty. Oh, for sure, dude. You'll be out of there before three. Before three. I'm gonna have to push it back. I have to go home and change. And I because if if it's gonna be that warm, I want to wear shorts. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not zoo. Dressed right now. No, and I was gonna say, like, how are, are you gonna, gonna keep you there? <laughs> I, how are you gonna dress for the zoo? Is that like a shirt and shorts? Okay, all right. I just, I mean, you know, I. I, it's I mean, just, it's not a date. Okay, all right. I, it's uh, two people pretending that they're not just getting together to have sex. So we'll go do this to make to us zoo. both feel better about who we are. I guess. I mean, I guess that's the you know the new Netflix and chill is go to the zoo and chill. I guess, but like, I, here's what I will say: is that this is a very much a date oriented activity i would i i grant people that yeah, right so like i understand like how in certain relationships how you're now entering into like the zone of like oh my god we're dating right like that's what happens when you start to do things like this yeah. this person is well aware that that's not what's about to happen here like we're both very aware of who we are in each other's lives and literally all we are is a sexual jungle gym like, dude, I just need the monkey bars, man. That's it. That's all I need. I don't need this. I don't need feelings. I don't need any of that. I just need this. And zoo trips. And apparently, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I felt a little bad because the last time we got together, that's all we did is we went to the bar, had four beers, and then we're like, all right, let's just go back to my apartment and have sex. 
So I felt a little bad about that. And she's a zoo enthusiast, and I don't hate the zoo. And I was like, all right, well, I haven't been in a while, and I'll at least get a couple of stories out of that. And you know Wednesday's going to be like, and then this thing did this, right? There'll be a little of that tomorrow. Who knows? You might be pulling somebody out of a zoo exhibit, and anything could happen yeah, at the zoo. Yeah, then who knows? Maybe I do. Maybe I, maybe I pull somebody out of, the, out of the thing. And I also thought, and this is terrible, I probably shouldn't announce it on the radio, that maybe there's a possibility of, of sex at the zoo, right? Uh, dude, not only do you end up on a list because of something like that, but you end up on something like some special kind of a list. Yeah, but like there, it's a step up in the list. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I didn't know there was yeah, a special list. Yeah, no, there's list. multiple lists. I, uh, you don't think that there's a possibility? Maybe you sneak mm. off in the, in the side and there's like maybe there's like one of those, like I don't know, isn't there like buildings that you have to go to that are dark that show me where the bats are? I am going to strongly discourage that. Tony Soprano had sex in the zoo and it looked fun. Not because he was doing it, but because the, <laughs> the woman he was with. I mean, look, that was a pretty good episode. So, no, you don't think I should do that? I huh? do not. I do not. All right. I will uh, I will stay clothed at the zoo today. We're passing out $1,000 every single hour on the program. First one right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. You can hear from my voice. I've got information that proves that something I had said once upon a time is right. And now I have it. You, you'll have to excuse me as I remind you one more time that I was the guy telling you that the NFL boycott, not happening. That it wasn't happening. And I kept saying all along that if the boycott had been going on, and more importantly, had it worked, what would have happened is you would have seen a list of advertisers who have pulled off the NFL, and the people who were telling you about how there was a boycott of the NFL would be touting said list. Look at this list. Look at what we did. Nobody has been able to show me in a year and a half a single blue chip advertiser who has left the NFL and stayed away. Papa John's tried and then had to crawl all the way back, only after losing the official pizza sponsorship to another national chain. Only after that did they crawl back then and then have to go back and advertise. I believe they were even asked to pay a like coward's fee to go back. I don't know that to be true. It is a rumor I have heard. Okay, so the NFL, this whole boycott, not working. It never worked. It was never a thing. People kept sending me pictures of photos and didn't understand that I was smart enough to look at the photo and see the scoreboard in it and know that it was halftime, and that's why the stadium was empty. Not in the middle of the game. So we got some numbers from the draft itself. This is not even a football game. This is when your team's got hope that they might be better next year. So you got to understand. See, I tell you that to, to explain it to you this way. A lot of teams in the league don't need hope for next year. They know they're going to be pretty good next year. And these numbers are still good. How about the total audience for the 2018 draft was 45.4 million. Million. 45.4 million. Let's put this in perspective. Roseanne, which everybody's running around the country telling you how great it is and telling you how the numbers are high. Wasn't anywhere near 45 million dollars, 45 million viewers. Wasn't anywhere near it. This is massive TV audiences. Massive. Not only is the boycott not a thing, more people are watching this than I think before. It picked up five and a half million viewers over three days. 
The 2018 draft is the highest rated and most watched NFL draft. Wait for it. Ever. Just for some context, last week, Roseanne had 13 million viewers. 13 million. So you're talking like 30-some million viewers more. Pretty big difference there. And But yet the boycott is Pretty big thing. difference. This isn't happening. It's never been happening. And I'll go back to my first example. There would be a list of advertisers who left, and the president, when he was running around the country telling everybody how they fire them sons of bitches or whatever the hell he was saying, when he was telling you how like the boycott was like the biggest thing in the country, no, it wasn't. It never worked. It never happened. And what's going to happen now is, this is what will happen now, is that the average person will then send me a message now telling me, I haven't watched an NFL game in two years. It is working. No, it's not. Niels, dude, first of all, ratings are done by a company called Nielsen. And unless they have invited you into the study, they have zero clue what you're watching. So unless you're asked to be part of the study, what you watch and don't watch, nobody knows. Nobody feels the effects of that. It's only if you've been invited in the study will they know. And obviously, there are enough people in this study who are still watching these sports because the numbers are all through the roof. Even the NBA is picking up right now. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are certainly individuals who have decided not to watch football. Yes. But, I mean, if we're talking statistics, and that's the thing, too, is you are going to have people that send you in like, I don't know, Stansberry, look year to year. This number's down. This number's down. This number's down. Year to year, you could point to like, well, this number's up. This number's up. This week number's up. Six, sure. and, 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 and the real counterbalance to that is, is that like, well, dude, when you are on top of the world, you're going to have ups and downs. There's going to be like... You know, when it comes to when it comes to your overall share, yes, there are going to be ups and downs. But when it comes to overall ranker, NFL is untouchable, dude. I mean, nobody, nobody pulls in eyeballs like professional football. Like, it's just the truth. Even amongst sports. Like right. The oh, NBA, it's not even close, like, dude. The NBA does very well. The NBA is doing better now than they've done probably in a little while. Right. The ratings are kind of up, although the first round of the NBA playoffs were down. But overall, they seem to be up. Right. The NBA doesn't come close to the NFL. It's not even close. They don't make anywhere near the same amount of money. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely say, well, the NBA is gaining momentum and the NFL is maybe losing some, but it's like there's when there's such a gap, when there's such a difference of like, that's like saying, well, Bill Gates lost some money today and Matt Fantone made some money. It looks like he's getting ground on him. And it's like, no, 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 no. Great analogy. Not even, not even close. No, that's, like, that's the analogy because that's exactly what it's like. Is that one's a giant and one right. is just tall. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, like that's how that works. I just find it interesting because I, I think be, people want this boycott to be real because, because of what it was about. And you want these, you want this to be effective, but it isn't. Feels empowering. You know what I'm saying? It feels like, dude, I don't have control over anything else. But if I do this, if I stop watching this, boy, I'm taking it back. I'm really showing them who's what and what's what. And you know, it's like, okay. These numbers also fly in the face of something you and I had said multiple times on the air. You and I were in agreement that Roger Goodell and the NFL got to do something. Yeah. Well, maybe you don't. I mean, right? And like, no, I know. Ultimately, I would rather see you do something, but we begged for them to do something about this for two years. They haven't done it, and the ratings are up. Um, I, uh, Attendance in games last year, tickets through the gate of stadiums last year, up! I, um, 
I saw, I think it was Goodell talking during sometime during the draft, and he was talking about what they were going to be doing and without being really concrete about it. Oh, I didn't see this. Um, he was just kind of like floating around the idea of, well, hey, we want to move the conversation forward, which was an indication of we want to stop having this issue. So I will not be surprised that within the next summer, you know what I'm saying, by the time we start talking about Hall of Fame weekend, I'm 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 not going to be shocked if the NFL has decided to put this in its rearview mirror. I can't wait till they put out the memo and then the entire country overexamines the memo and is it racist and did they say this and does it mean this? I mean that's I mean that's going to be a point of conversation for like weeks. Yeah, and then but hopefully then months later it's going to be like all right back to football. It's week seven well, here in the NFL. Let's get the hard hitting action out on the gridiron. That's why if they were going to do it, I would put it out right now. Like yeah, I, I would get it build out there a buffer now. zone. Yeah, I mean, before teams start doing like you know their workouts and like you know what I yeah. mean, their official like you know OTAs or whatever they're called in the preseason stuff. Like I would get it done. I would get it buried before all that. But I am with you. I assume something is coming along those lines. It's just like I thought it was imperative that they do it, and the numbers are telling me maybe not so much. Again, this is the draft. This is this is when teams have hope. And think about the teams next year that don't really need hope. The Eagles don't need hope. The Patriots don't really need hope. Minnesota doesn't need a ton of hope. I mean, there are teams out there that are good that don't that aren't. What I'm saying is, there, dude, the draft is not the Super Bowl for every NFL franchise out there. That's only the Browns. Because what people are gonna—that's the other thing people are gonna say to me—is, well, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously for the Browns, I mean, you know, they're so bad. Of course, you need hope. So it's like the drafts might as well be the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, dude, you're talking about one franchise and 45.4 million people watch the draft. There, there's a number, a team picking number one every single year. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, there's always, of course. So and there's that. I went to the best, the best work meeting I was ever invited to in my life. We'll give you the details on that at 7 o'clock, but more Sansbury Show is right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. The best work meeting I was ever invited to ever took place yesterday at 7 o'clock. I'll give you the details on that. Also, get you hooked up with $1,000. Before the break, we were talking about the NFL draft drew in 45.4 million viewers, making it the most watched NFL draft maybe ever, I believe ever. Not surprisingly, there's more people on the planet than ever before. That kind of uh, will help things like that. So we looked it up. We looked up some numbers for you because I knew and I've already got a few people looking to debate me on whether or not the NFL is still a strong brand. It's the strongest thing on television. As a matter of fact, the NFL is the only thing like, you don't go to the NFL and be like, how much is it going to cost? Or, you know, the NFL doesn't go to the TV networks and say, how much is it going to cost us to advertise there? Like, that's what happens. Like, somebody calls the radio station and said, hey, we want to advertise. What's it cost? The NFL calls you and says, we're giving you this, but we want this. And the TV networks just roll over and do it because that's how strong it is. So we looked it up. So the NHL playoffs are going on right now, right? As a matter of fact, Vegas won last night. Go Golden Knights. So last year's Stanley Cup Finals averaged 2.7 million viewers. Under 3 million people. For the Stanley Cup Finals, the draft for the NFL pulled in 45.4 million. NBA, right? Because that's what people are going to tell me. What about LeBron? What about the NBA? 
on average, I believe this was last year's NBA Finals, 20 million viewers. So you're only getting smoked by the NFL draft by 25 million people. That's it. That's it. I mean, you're only losing to the NFL draft, not even a game, the draft by 25 million people. The NFL has never been stronger in its life than it is right now. And so that's why it makes me so crazy is they're weak. They're getting there. We're breaking ground. These boycotts. Nobody's boycotting anything. And I love this, too, because the same people who tell me they boycott it go, well, you know, I only watch the Browns games. And it's like, well, the Browns aren't playing nobody, so you're watching somebody else's yeah, games, too. Yeah. So you're watching somebody else's games. Well, and, and, I mean, that's just a little ridiculous. Well, I'm going to boycott Pepsi, but, dude, I'm going to keep drinking Diet Pepsi. Makes like, no well, sense. Come, come on, Makes come on now. Zero sense. And numbers exactly. are actually what we're going to talk about right now. Okay. Because I got bombarded yesterday, and I should know better than to piss off the nerds. Okay. I should know better. They get angry about that. And things. that's what you are. You're a nerd. Just so you know. The Avengers brought in, I think it was something like 250 inside the borders of the country. And I think it was like something like 610 million or something like that, uh, like uh, like worldwide. A lot it of money. Massive numbers. I think it was the highest opening of a movie ever. Now, again, ticket prices go up every year and like things like that. So it's going to happen, right? And I don't get these movies. I especially don't understand why they have to be three hours long. I don't get it. To me, it's a waste. To me. Not to you, that's fine, okay? But people I knew, and this is what happened yesterday, of of course, and because I don't want to have the conversation via keyboards all day, people feel like they get the last word and that I've given up, which if you've ever listened to the show, you should know better. First of all, the chances of you winning an argument with me are probably not all that high. And second, the fact that I would ever give up, not likely. (laughs) Like, not like, I'm like a dog with a bone, dude. Like, it's not all that likely, Right? And so people wanted to hit me on the Star Wars thing. Well, what about Star Wars? I mean, come on, Star Wars. You're talking about, you know, leotards and laser beams out of eyeballs from superheroes, but I mean, they got laser swords. Right. Okay. And that is a legitimate argument until you explain it away by saying, yeah, dude, congratulations. I loved that as a kid. I didn't love the Avengers as a kid. I think, and this is true of most people, the amount of lying that's going on about the comics you read it as a kid is Amazing. It's like much like the amount of people wearing a Slayer t-shirt don't know a damn single Slayer song. You want to be in on the cool thing. Yeah. You want to admit the cool thing. I was there in the 1980s. We beat up the kids who read comics because you were a loser. You weren't allowed to sit at the lunch table with us. You weren't allowed to hang out with us. You read comics. So uh, posers is the problem you've got? These people are posers. My thing is is that people want to shove the numbers in my face and tell me that that means it's good. Okay. Like this is and this is and yet this is a logic that they will not apply to music, although I am supposed to apply it to movies. Their argument yesterday is $250 million, you're wrong. Look how good it is. Okay. Well, Nickelback's probably the most profitable man in America. Are they good? The Spice Girls made more money than than most pop artists. Are they good? They didn't sell all those records to nobody, Chris Rock famously said. Remember? I think they're both good. <laughs> yes, I think both Nickelback and well, Spice that, Girls are good. That's kind of my point, is that I do yeah. think Nickelback is good. And yeah. it is mass appeal, 
right? But these same people will argue with me that the amount of albums sold by Nickelback doesn't mean they're good, but the amount of money through the gate day one of Avengers means it's good. Now, does it necessarily mean that like they're the highest quality musicianship on the face of the planet? No, but they know what they are. I don't necessarily look at like Avengers movies or superheroes movies as like, boy, this is the most you know in, you know artful, impactful film of our generation. It's like, no, you know what you are, and what you are is a superhero movie of explosions and and and, and things that you wanted to see when you were twelve sure. live on the screen right now. Just like Nickelback knows that they are like, yeah, man, we're gonna crush Bud Lights and we're gonna we're you know we're gonna play okay. a show Blossom and, okay. and 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 you're gonna roll your windows down and sing along to it. Like, let's, know the, what you are and you're good at it. Well, let's stick with that analogy then. Okay, so let's draw it out. Nickelback does know who they are. They do know who they are. So they don't release eight-minute Metallica songs. They release three-and-a-half-minute radio hits because that's who they are. So what the hell are the Avengers doing making three-hour movies is my point. And, dude, again, you get one every 18 months. But they keep making this money, so it's like they know what their audience wants, and their audience does want this. Yeah, well, that's my problem, is that the audience wants a three-and-a-half-hour leotard jumping over buildings movie. What the hell is the matter with you? How long are these Star Wars movies? Two hours. It's in, dude, you're taking an hour out of something. Let's, we can't pretend well, that an hour is not much. It was, it was how old? Uh, the Star Wars movie was over two, and this was 2.40, right? Empire was two minutes, f- or two hours, five minutes. So we're not talking about a huge difference there. Uh, dude, it's feel, well, they feel longer. They do. Maybe, maybe it's not all that much more time. It feels like quitting smoking. You don't live any longer. It just feels longer. Like You sit in those movies, and they feel long. Like, dude, I tried watching that first Thor movie, and oh my god, dude, I fell asleep in the theater watching that movie. It was so long. At the end of the day, I think the comparison to Nickelback and the Spice Girls is, is spot on, but I think all that stuff, while not the greatest, yes, it's made out of plastic, but dude, it's still fun. It's still, like, quality. It's still, like, See, all right, I'm going to buy it. Is that, that, that's, that's where we disagree. I get that it's fun. I get that it's a time suck, and it's like you escaping the world and all that, even though you don't. These movies are all political now, so you're not really escaping anything. Either that or you're not paying attention to the message trying to be driven into your brain. They're all political now. You, can try, you, you can't deny it. I haven't even seen this movie. I know there's a message in it. Right? The Black Panther guy's in it, right? So they're, they're going to drive something home to you, so you're not really escaping anything anymore ever either. But my thing is they're not quality. That's just it. They're, th- th- they're a time suck, they're an escape, they're this, they're that, they're that, but they are exactly like Nickelback. And this is all my point is, is this, is that if numbers mean something is quality in one genre of entertainment, then it needs to be applied across all genres of entertainment. But you're not going to do that. You're not going to give me that. You're not going to give me that Nickelback's a good band because of how many records they've sold. Are you going to give them Avengers as a good movie because of how many tickets they sold? If we can meet in the middle, yes. Okay. But that's what won't happen is because dudes in Slayer shirts who have a Hulk button down want to tell me how important the Avengers movies are. And here, I'll just I'll finish this out by saying this. I get attacked a lot for hating everything. You just hate everything, Stansbury. You're just a curmudgeon. I'll give you three things right now that are excellent you can watch from your couch that were excellent. Kodachrome, Underworld Inc., and Bobby Kennedy for President were all excellent, and they're all on Netflix. I like dialogue, guys. That's my thing. Cyclops or whatever the hell and floating dudes of silver and all this stuff. Dude, your boy, I'm just out. I don't get it. I don't get any of that stuff. And like I said, you're all lying about the comics you read. Either that or you were lying when we were kids about the fact that you weren't doing it. 
I sat at the cool kid table at lunch. People who read comics weren't allowed anywhere near us. That's the way it was. Don't lie now because these movies are popular. You beat up comic book nerds when you were a kid, too, and now you just want to be in on the cool thing. That's it. That's it. I remember when the first X-Men movie came out, we, I was actually, dude, a friend of mine, we called him CBS, Comic Book Steve. And when the first X-Men movie came out, he was the only one out of like 20 of us that went and saw it, that was excited to see it. The rest of us were like, dude, comic book movies? Seriously? You're just, you're faking this. It's okay. It's perfectly okay. But if the Avengers are good, so is Nickelback. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I just saw the greatest thing ever. And it's a photo of me from 2010 where I am massive fat. Dude, huge. Fat. Just bloated, holding fat. drinks in my hand, just looking miserable. Yeah, you look sad in that picture. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you why. That's when I was in service doing mornings at another radio station. Uh, and I call that radio station my own personal Vietnam because it couldn't be won. It was terrible. And so I was. I was a miserable person then. Dude, I used to cry in the shower before going to that game. I, that's how much I hated that job. Hated that's it. Sad. Hated it. Was miserable heart. that year. Dude, contemplated suicide Jeez. multiple times that year. For sure. Dude, that's how miserable that job made me. Sounds it was terrible. that unpleasant working there. Yeah, you. I mean, you look pretty depressed. And, <laughs> you know, honestly, dude, I got to remind myself of that. Because sometimes I feel like it's bad working here, and it's not. Like, it's not at all. It is, but it's not like that. Like, it's, I mean, it's bad working everywhere. Don't get me, you know what right. I mean? It's like one of those. That's right. what the level of bad working here is. That was legitimately, dude, being awful of a place to work. Like, ugh, dude, what a nightmare it's that a, whole year was. It's amazing how ugh. jobs and relationships are two things that can just Ruin tailspin you. you. They can either build Ruin. you up or they can just absolutely destroy you. Absolutely and right. uh, that uh, that looks like dark days of Stansbury right there. So I went on a meeting yesterday with a member of sales and it was the best work meeting I was ever at in my life. I, I, I don't know what happened yesterday, per se. I got but, shot at. <laughs> but, but, but I'm going to say I am surprised because I feel like you've been to other cool stuff. What, uh, what was the story? No, seriously, I got shot at yesterday what, at this meeting. What happened? So I met with elite security consultants in Canton. Okay. First, before I tell you anything else, they are now hiring. They need, she told me yesterday, one of the women there told me yesterday, they're looking to fill 100 positions by tonight. She told me yesterday, if I would have sent a qualified applicant there yesterday afternoon, they could have worked that night. Wow. Like, that's how, dude, that's how many security people they need. They okay. need 100 positions, and I already reached out to Albert from Save 22 because they like hiring veterans. I'm sure. So I already reached out to sure. Albert, told him, it was like, hey, man, you might want to get people on this, right? So elite security consultants. Now, they do a little bit of everything. So, like, if you have a massive event, you can hire them to be security at it. Now, here's what makes them great, is that they are both trained in security and EMS. So, like, you need, it's one-stop shopping, essentially. Nice. You can get a security guard and an EMS person all in one person, right? Yeah, and if you are having big events, you do have to think about stuff like that, yes. where, like, you know, that's, that's a cost of doing big events. So, I met with Tim and a couple of other guys, Nick, and I believe Cheryl is the woman's name. There was three people in this meeting. And uh, Tim was like, I guess the guy who kind of like runs everything over at ESC, yeah. right? 
And he's kind of like the man. And you can tell by looking at him, he's been in the service. And then as like, you can tell he served the country. Like those guys always have a look and he's got that look and he's big and you don't want to mess with him at all. So I said to him, I said, well, what are we looking to do here? He's like, well, obviously, man, he's like, we got some recruitment. He's like, and I know you can probably help us with that, but I'm thinking about doing this event because a lot of what they do is train police forces on how to like clear buildings and do that kind of thing. Cause dude, I didn't know this. Once you're on the force, there's really no more extensive training that happens year in, year out after that. Like you're, Oh yeah. I mean, you're pretty much out there then at that. I, I didn't know that. I was going to say, I think that's one of the, one of the things that, you know, a lot of, a lot of departments are trying to uh, deal with is that like, yo, we have to keep training. We have to keep, you know, uh, sharpening our skills there. So no, I, uh, I, I, I didn't know they necessarily were doing it through like a private group though. I didn't know they were hiring someone. Some place, okay. not all, but okay. some are. And so he, they, they have, they have trained local police forces on how to like make sure your skills are sharpened because a lot of these police forces, guess what, don't have operating budgets, right? Because right. we don't want to pay taxes. Right. And right. so, like, and that's, and that's part of the problem, right? So as we want a trained police force but then don't want to pay for it, this is much like the school issue where it's like, ah, these schools are terrible. <laughs> Would you vote for the school levy? Well, no, of course not. Well, right. well, there you go, right? So it's a little bit twofold there, right? So then he says to me, he goes, I'm also thinking about hosting an event where guys can come here, men too, or women too, I'm sorry, and, and, and take part in what we do and not necessarily get certified, but see it and like go through it. And he was like, we're thinking about, you know, charging X amount of dollars and it's for a two, two person team rather. And they'll teach you how to clear a building Whoa. full of like, you know, assailants. Whoa. Right. So then I'm like, well, that sounds fun. He yeah. goes, well, I'm glad you said that. And I was like, what? He's like, we're going to run you through the course right now. Whoa. And I was like, what? And so they gear me up. I got like the Kevlar vest on. Jeez. I got like the helmet. Again, you can see one photo right now, Dan.Sansbury at Instagram. A few are on Facebook.com slash the Sansbury show. I'm going to post more here momentarily. You'll be able to see them here momentarily. So they get me all like geared up, right? Then they give me this blue like nine millimeter. Whoa. And I said to him, I was like, dude, is this a real gun? He goes, well, sort of. I was like, well, what does that mean? He goes, it's real in the sense it will fire these, but only these. You cannot load a bullet in it. Okay. So what it is, you load live rounds in it, and they're filled with like laundry detergent. Whoa. And he's like, just so you know, dude, you're getting shot at in two minutes. That's what's happening. So then what they do is they take you outside, and you're like in full riot gear, Phantom. Like, I'm geared up, ready to go. Not ready to go, but I am geared no, up. No, right, geared <laughs> up. Yeah, not prepared at all, but okay. So then they turn on the music, Right. And it's loud. What are we talking about? Like, dude, heavy metal. Like, dude, like heavy. Okay. Like, he- like the heaviest, like heavy, me- me- you know, metal music you've ever heard. And it's loud. And you're outside. So essentially, dude, they are training you how to take a door from the outside going into like a. It, they, essentially, this is what he told me. We're having you clear a crack house today. Is what's happening. Whoa. And I was like, oh my god. So there I am, dude, hand on the pistol and everything. I got like the IFB like mic in my ear so we can communicate with one another. Like, dude, it this is wow, full blown. Wow, like full blown. So he says to me, I'm behind him. He goes, I don't stand directly in front of the door because if I open it, and the dude's standing there. You're gonna get right, shot. dude. You gotta be careful. He's like, so stand offside. I'll open doors. You'll go in first and clear rooms. So do they just have? So they've got like people in this in this crack house, this quote unquote crack house, waiting to shoot you. They have uh, they have security consultants who play Whoa. the role of the perp. Okay. Okay. All right. I like it. 
So what he did is he lulled me into a false sense of security. We go into the first room. You kind of clear that. Nothing mm-hmm. there. Although, dude, it's fully amped up. Like, the tables have needles on them. There's beer bottles wow. on the floor. Wow. There's, I mean, dude, they pull you into this environment, right? And the music's really, really loud. Yeah, you're you pulling me in, dude. You can't hear yourself think. Okay. That's how loud the music is, okay. right? And he says, he goes, this is part of this. People want to judge cops, and they want to judge military, and they want to judge all this stuff. He's like, but dude, unless you've done it, you don't know what happens to your brain in these moments. And he's like, and that's all the more reason why it's important we train people. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why the practice comes into it, and I think that's, that's why it's so important that people do this, because you're right, you get into those moments of... You've got that high intensity, you know, moment going on right now. Your split second decision, you know, you 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 do have to. It has to be more than just what you're feeling in that moment because it's so intense. Yes, absolutely, right. So we go in and we kind of clear the first room and this and that. And then he says to me in in the mic, he's like, "I'm gonna go in. You make a hard left right here, right now, gun drawn." And he's like, kind of getting on me, okay. right? You know what I mean? Because again, you got to yeah. be aware at all times. So we go into the next room, we kind of clear this thing, and then the third room, he's like, hey, he's like, this person, he took them down. He's like, now search that body and make sure there's no weapon. So I took the extra clip out of her hand, took the gun out of like her waistband, and like, so I like to clear that out. Then we go into the next room, and next thing I know, I couldn't even see the guy. But I could see the firing of the gun. At me and bullet and dude, first of all, he hit me two inches above the testicle, so Oof. like that kind of hurt a little bit. And then, dude, one actually hit me in the side instead of like directly straight on where the vest would have caught it, and it caught me right. And dude, uh, it's kind of going away now, but it dude, it hurt. Like, dude, they were firing. Sure. And, dude, I got shot with multiple bullets Man. yesterday, and then, but dude, don't worry, I turned around and I fired him out, and I and dude, I took that dude down, took him down. Oh, is it is it one of those things where it's like a dodgeball, you get hit once and you're dead, or it's like... Well, I think in real life, that's probably... So here's the thing. When they run cops through it, they give them six bullets only, okay. six only, and if you get shot, you fail. You're done. You get The okay. whole thing is... So the, he showed me a video of wow. cops going through the course, and they went through it really, really slow, because if they fail, then they... You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're, they're right, not getting right. certified. So, like... He, so it's like really intense when they do it. We went through a little quicker than that. Yeah, of course. Um, and th- th- then that, I mean, it didn't take us 20 minutes to get through. It was more like 10 probably. And so we were, but it was the coolest thing. So he said to me, he goes, do you think people would want to do this? And I was like, yes, dude, this is like the coolest thing I've ever done. Maybe ever. Yeah. This sounds more like I want to come do this almost as like an amusement park, as opposed to like, Hey, I'm coming to come do this to be trained. Well, you know what, what I mean? Thought, sounds like fun. So I said to him, I was like, dude, you need to pimp this as in like, dude, go play diehard for the day. Right. Like that's how you pimp it is that you, you explain to people like, dude, this is you living out movie scenario. Right. I think that's, that's totally what I would be doing with that. Like that's, that's, that's a great idea. I mean, obviously dude, the, the, the real security work that they do is, 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 you know, and again, hiring 100 people, they need them today but the concept of just giving guys that adrenaline rush and even that experience that 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 perspective on like hey this is this is what it's really like i think that's fantastic how many times have you sat on the couch watching a movie and thought to yourself that's not the way that goes that. Yeah, you could do that Kick or that, that door down look how easy dude and i'm telling you wow. when that music's blaring in your ear and the lights are flashing like this and stuff's written on the walls and dudes are opening doors firing guns at you. Wow. I mean, dude, I got shot multiple times yesterday. Where did you say this place is? It's right on Market. It's wow. right it's dude, it's 1340 Market Avenue North. They're elite security consultants. Probably and, driven by it a million times and never saw it, huh? Yeah, cuz it's actually a building. You know where CSE is on yeah. Market? It's right next to CSE. Wow. 
So I told him, I was like, dude, my bank's right here. That's kind of awesome. That's very cool. And so it's, like, it's pretty much right next door to them, but it's the building all the way in the back. So what they want you, what they're talking to the radio station about doing is having you and I out there for an event. Where and for the, the day of when guys are going to come do this, and then you know, because they asked me, they said, "Would Matt do this?" And I was like, "I think he'd be better at it than he thinks he would." Dude, but give me, give me that blue gun right now, dude. Let's go kick some heads in, man. Are you dude, kidding me, man? Like, yes, of course we'll go do this. I froze when I couldn't see the guy, but I could see like the, the flash of the gun being fired. I like froze. We're bringing perps down, baby. Stansberry show, two man unit. We talking about? Of course we're going to go do this. And dude, he didn't like shoot at me. One, this guy didn't shoot at me once, dude. He emptied a clip at me. Of course, like, dude. You could hear him hitting the wall behind you. Wow. I had a full blown face, dude. I was in riot gear. And this is something that they think that they that they want to try to have people come do to get like an experience at. It. Sounds fantastic. Sounds like people are going to want the birthday parties there. You know what I mean? Like a bachelor party, like you and your boys, dude. And it's what you and idea. it's you and your groomsmen. Dude, you're kicking down doors, dude. Are you kidding me? That sounds awesome. All Starsky and Hutch, yeah, dude. dude. It sounds fantastic. All Starsky and Hutch, like, yeah, it was great. Of course, in the safety of 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 this environment. Now, there's, I'm sure there's like cops who are like, dude, that's not fun at all. This is my life. Right. Officer Lamar Sharp's like, no, dude, I gotta go to Shoreham tonight. They're tight well, with him, by the way. Right, but like, dude, if you know, it's like a roller coaster where it's like, yeah. if you know everything's gonna be okay, but you can still get the adrenaline rush, man. It sounds fantastic. Honestly, I, dude, I, I, I didn't dial back down to for like hours later. Like, sure. I mean, dude, a gun was fired at me, and it was like the best thing I have. Dude, that was the best work meeting I've ever been on by a mile, Fantone, by a mile. And I mean, it was just, I've never done anything more fun than that. Throw the name out there again. Elite Security Consultants. It's ESC Security. They are in Canton. And again, they're looking to hire 100 people right now. They were telling me if you can get there by this afternoon, you can work tonight. Wow. By the way, job starts $16 an hour. Not bad. Not bad at all. So hopefully we get into bed with them a little bit uh, tighter. And I would love to put you through that course. I will post a few photos uh, from yesterday's session up right now at facebook.com slash the Stansbury Show. Also, uh, Instagram.com or Instagram, really, from your phone. Dan.Sansbury is how, you win, uh, or how you'll see those, not, not winning anything. You do have $1,000. <laughs> you'll lose by looking at photos of me. There is $1,000 for us to pass out. We'll do it right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock. 106.9 The Stansberry Show That guy knows how to party Rock 106.9 6 9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show We're on Rock 106.9 8.30 we have a slew of tickets That you get to pick from actually Because uh, mm-hmm. Live Nation is doing National Concert Week Where you're getting $20 tickets For a bunch of shows actually I think it's ncwlivenation.com National Concert Week ncwlivenation.com and you can pick like $20 concert tickets up. And we have like, I guess it's like Slayer. And we have like Manson and Zombie. Uh, Vent Sevenfold, Prophets of Rage. A few others. We'll let you pick at 830. Uh, also have another shot at $1,000 at 810. I saw this yesterday. She won't go away. As a matter of fact, I hear she's coming here locally. All right. Stormy Daniels. Okie dokie. Is suing President Trump for defamation. Uh, we have reached out to the club where Stormy Daniels will be performing, asking about the possibility of an interview with Stormy. I have not heard back as of yet, but we did reach out to Stormy and her people and the club where she will be performing and are trying to get that done. I stand firm, dude. I can't believe that she's going out right now. And like, I understand, yo, I got to make money. This is the opportunity I have in front of me. Yeah, like, there's no better time to do you, it. You got to cash the checks. You're worried about a violence? I'm, yeah, I'm worried about like somebody like. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't see how that's not a huge concern. Well, I mean, in here, dude, is Trump country. In the middle of it, dude. Like, I mean, dude, he carried this region three to one. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that, like, Trump voters are any more likely to be violent, but, like, crazy people exist within all camps. And There's enough the, people who wa- who want her to be quiet. Yeah, at the end of the day, dude, it just seems to me like a terrible security risk. Now, I know that porn stars are going to have to roll with security anyway. They I mean, do, like, sure. they're, they're going to have to, but this in particularly just... I, if, 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 if Stormy Daniels was a loved one of mine, I wouldn't want her going out there. So she's, here's what I've been actually, before we get to this defamation suit, I've been shocked about this. She is a porn star. Stormy is. Yeah. And Stormy Daniels is a porn star from like when porn was like still in its like golden age. Like long career. Yeah. Long career. She sold a ton of VHS tapes. Like that's who she was, right? She was like the, like not only was Stormy Daniels, a woman who did porn, she was the girl you put on the box. Like she was like a big deal. Right. And so, and I remember interviewing her way back in the day. She used to be a Bubba show a lot. And then she was like running for governor or something in Florida. And we had her on the show a couple of times. And you know, so, so I've talked to Stormy a handful of times. She's been out there. She's been a little bit of a celebrity for a while now. This is what I can't figure out. Normally, pornography, when something breaks kind of viral, they're all on it. If you go, now maybe I don't check every porn site there is, obviously, okay? But occasionally you'll pull up Pornhub just to see what's going on. No, just to see. Just, check it out. Well, what's, but, what's on this website? I like the articles. Okay. The banner ads oh, yeah. I, is what I like, okay. right? right? So... My point being is is that I would have thought like Pornhub would have shoved Stormy Daniels right to the front of the page. Well, she is the number one porn star. Like if you go on to like the top rated porn stars list, she's number one, and she, she's been there for a couple months. When I looked the other day, she was not number one. That 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 Mia Khalifa chick had still been like number one. So I'm actually going to pull this up in the studio, which is probably not smart. Not the best idea, but whatever. Stormy Dan. Oh, okay. She is ranked currently number one right now. She had been ranked like 10,000 or whatever. They're not pushing. So I'll, let's go back to the homepage, though. Like, they're not pushing her videos to like the front page. Like, you would think because she's all the rage right now that you would get her videos front and center. So people were like, yep, that's what I want to watch. I think Pornhub pretty, pretty, pretty big into saving cookies that you've already visited. Maybe you. Because it's mostly, I think Pornhub's like front page is like recommended to your tastes. Now, what I, again, I'm, I just shut it down, but what it shows is is like newest videos, most watched videos, and then they go into your stuff. Oh, okay. And I'm not seeing in, I'm not seeing her. I'm just surprised I'm not seeing her anywhere. Like, isn't that a little shocking that you would think that the moment you logged on to them sites, it would be all stormy all the time. I'm just surprised by that. She slept with the president, dude. Like, I know he wasn't president then, but like. I would just imagine she would be the biggest thing out there right now, and it doesn't feel that way to me. She doesn't feel any more popular today than she did 10 years ago to me. It's weird. But I guess this is all now she's like filing a suit of defamation against the president, and this is all about the fact that I guess he tweeted something out about the sketch of the guy she says uh, like approached her in the in the parking garage, I believe it was, and he tweeted out a sketch years later about a non-existent man, a total con job, playing the fake news media for fools, but they know it. But the filing now by Stormy and her team, Michael Avenatti, I'm sure is her lawyer, I'm sure that's who's really behind this, says that the tweet was false and uh, defamed her, arguing that Trump was speaking about Daniels and that he knew that this was false in a disparaging statement 
would be read by the people around the world as well as widely reported. It also says Daniels has been exposed to death threats and other threats of physical violence. Now, that may be true, but she was going to get those whether Trump responded via tweet or not. There were going to be people who like him who were going to threaten her life just in blind support to him. It would have happened on the other side, too. People would have done this for Clinton, too. So I don't necessarily blame Trump for the death threat she's getting. I don't. Yeah, I mean, if Hillary would have gotten banged out by Lex Steele 10 years ago, I mean, I'm sure that would have been some sort of counter craziness. I can't can't deny that. Dude, talk about something Hillary actually needs. Dude, why why isn't that part of the story? I wish that would have happened. Lex Steele versus Hillary Clinton. Ding! So I find this lawsuit to be a little annoying. I, I, I mean, I don't really know, like, the scope of defamation and what happens and what what necessarily qualifies for it. But to me, it's like, dude, you're getting what you kind of deserve here. Like, you went out of your way to kind of make this an issue for the president. And you know who the president is. You know he's going to respond. And in the end, that's what you wanted. You were goading him into this because this is what you wanted in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess to me, it's just like, why, why wouldn't the president have just like... He he has no idea what happened ten years ago, and that's the thing. You you could you could have very easily said, "Hey, I have zero clue who approached you and what was said." For you to come out and say, "Hey, that's a false story," how, how do you know it's a false story? Well, I yeah, that part's like, not great. I think what he was saying, and he he's not articulate. That's been the knock on him forever, is that he knows that that person was not put up to it by him. You gotta say that. I Again, I said he's not articulate. That's been the knock on him. And he doesn't have a, a scope on how to present himself which I can't believe you can be president. I was that, gonna but. say, when, you, when, you, when you're in this position like, it's, go, it's going to come with some rub there. Everything you say is gonna be looked at under a microscope. Yeah, no, that's true. I just, I'm not sure this is defamation. I think you had to know this was coming. I think you, you did this because you wanted this. So that's my problem. It's like, dude, if you want to if, if you want to game the system, that's fine. If, if you want to game the system, that's totally fine. But to pretend that you're like that, that you're scared for your life or you're scared for this, it's just, it's a little disingenuous. She knows what she's doing here. I think ultimately that the more of this is happening because what I'm saying is right is that there's not that even though she may be listed as the number one porn star at Pornhub, her movies aren't being any more viewed than they were before. They're not they're not shoving her down your throat the way they do other things that break wide like they did Mia Khalifa. Like, dude, they shoved that woman down your throat for three months after her thing went viral. They're not doing it with Stormy. And I think Stormy's sitting around here going, dude, I need to make sure I continue to be the thing. And she's getting ready to go out on the road. Like I said, she's coming here. She'll be in Canton, I think, next month, I think is when it is. It's soon. It's, I just, I, I, I don't buy the defamation thing. I think you knew exactly what you were doing here. You want to do this. You knew Trump was going to tweet about you. And did you really think you were going to come out and tell people everything that happened and tell people the story after you were paid supposedly $130,000 not to? Like you were paid money not to tell the story and then you told it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I feel like he still has more of a reason to be upset with you than you with him. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8.30. We'll let you pick from this list of tickets we have to pass out. Part of National Concert Week brought to us by Live Nation. We'll let you pick here at 8.30. Also at 8.30, I have, uh, I have said many, many, many times on the air 
about how much I love Utah. I'm a big, huge fan of the state of Utah. I know they got some weird laws and they got you know some stuff, but if you've ever been there, it's amazing. And Utah is doing something in its schools that if I had kids, I'd want to move there right now and make sure my kids were going to these schools. And we'll tell you what that is at 8.30. A guy sent me, Fantone, a, I thought it was three. I was wrong. It's a four-paragraph email. Now he sent it message because he sent it via Facebook. Jeez. Four paragraphs defending the Avengers to me. And why, like, dude, why it's not just a waste of time. Four paragraphs. Michael, if you thought I was going to read four paragraphs about the <laughs> Avengers, you were wildly mistaken. No, he's not going to do that. That's, that's, I, I'm not, I'm not reading this much into it. It's a movie. Fine. You like it. I don't. We can be done right there. He now responding, but it's only a paragraph. Is that too much about a comment on your show? This is the part now where a listener pretends that they're super offended by something. And this is the part. Wait for it. In five minutes, he's going to tell me how he and everybody he knows are never listening ever again. Over the Avengers. You know what? Good. <laughs> Good. I, uh, I'm excited, dude, because I forgot that what today was, but it's Tuesday. Obviously, okay. new tour Tuesday. You're getting new Kanye, new Thomas Rhett, new Five Finger Death Punch, all part of that. But more importantly, you're also getting more LeBron James. Game one tonight, Toronto, Cavs v. Raptors there. And um, I was a little down on the Cavs. I still am a little down on the Cavs. I don't think they have what it takes to win a championship. I think it's obvious. Um, I think, you know, people were on me yesterday go, they won game seven and you're down on it. And my point is what the hell is LeBron doing in game seven and round one of the playoffs? That was my point. What the hell is he doing in a game seven? Now, here's what I will say. I believe they mow through the Raptors. I believe that LeBron is mentally living inside the head of the Toronto Raptors players. He seems to own them. He seems to get in their head, and they understand that he's LeBron, and they are not. And I think that this series will actually be better for the Cavaliers than the Indiana Pacers. Um, Better in the sense that it might take six instead of seven. I'll agree with you, but I don't know if I necessarily buy into this false sense of security where I think a lot of Cavs fans are like, well, that was just a bad matchup, and he owns the Raptors. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think any team looks at any other team nowadays and is like, well, we just can't do this. You saw it with Indiana, and I know that's a team that doesn't have a quit mode to it, but like that's a team that was ranked fifth in the in the Eastern Conference versus a team that's ranked second in the Eastern Conference. I think Toronto, maybe the defense isn't as good, but definitely a better offense, no question about that. And if they come hard at the Cavaliers, I don't know. I I, I do I I know I, I don't have that same sense of like, well, they're just it's gonna everything's gonna be fine. I, I don't I don't know. I think there have been certain players who give LeBron fits on the court. Um Iguodala was one of these guys from Golden State, and I think Lance Stevenson is quickly becoming a guy who gives LeBron fits on the floor while playing. Um which is Honestly, a real credit to those two men. I'm not sure Toronto has that gun. He scored 44 plus points. There was nobody in that se- in that series giving him fits. It's the rest of the team. It's not a question of LeBron. I 100 percent buy into, but LeBron can't go out there and score 80 points. He, he can't. No, you, they, he needs the. I would agree that he needs the help, and he was he obviously had some production. But there are things that, that I believe kind of slow him down or stop other plays from developing. Guys can kind of get on him, and dude, he's LeBron James. You're not really guarding LeBron as 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 I want to be optimistic about this I'm going to be realistic about this I think Cavs win but I definitely don't think it's it's going to be a, a blow through I don't
I um I really. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, I don't think they win tonight. I think they lose tonight, win on Thursday, I believe, is the next game. Yeah, because it's every other day from this point on. Um, win on Thursday, split it one to one. And honestly, after four games, it's probably two to two. So, like, I, I do not necessarily feel like this this overall, like, well, the Cavs will be fine. I haven't seen it yet, so I want to see what the line is for today. Toronto minus six and a half because it's on their court. Mm hmm. Do you give me LeBron and almost seven? Although, dude, the pay, I mean, dude, they were winning games by three points. Like, they can't put you away. Like, that's my problem is with betting on the Cavs right now is that, dude, the rest of the team is terrible. It's not even like they're serviceable. They are poor. They are bad. And so, like, betting on them, I don't worry about them tonight with, like, well, you just finished the Indiana series. Now you got to fly to Toronto. I don't buy into any of that stuff, dude. Guys have been flying around the NBA for years. They used to have to fly coach, and guys would go in and put big numbers up and win games. This whole, well, I got to fly on my own private plane and nobody else is on it all the way to Toronto. I don't know if I could bounce the ball on the floor is a little ridiculous. I think, actually, you and I are going to disagree here. I think they win game one, lose game two. That's the way I see it going down. But I could be wrong. Six and a half. I don't know, dude. If dude, if Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. were even just this much a good, I would maybe bet it. But it just scares me because, dude, we got one guy versus an entire Toronto Raptors team. I don't know if six and a half is going to be enough. Although I do think that they win, but I don't know if I think it enough to bet my own money on it. You'll have some more of your own money. A thousand dollars up for grabs. Eight ten on Rock one zero six nine. The Stansberry Show. Rock one zero six nine. One zero six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 1069. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily. I am reading that Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have been married 30 years. Now, a lot of you listening have been married 30 years, but Hollywood couples don't normally make it that long. Like, I think, honestly, the list is pretty short. And it's so surprising that an A-lister, and that's what Tom Hanks is. I mean, he is an A-list celebrity. The fact that, I mean, dude, he's such, he seems to be such a, like, a good, pure, like, family dude, down to earth, normal. I think the fact that she's not a celebrity helps in that. I mean, I, I mean, I know she's, she's been in things, but, yeah, she's, but she's not, not a celebrity. She's, it's certainly not in that His realm. Level. Not even, not even in that world. No. Um, and I think the fact that, like, Tom Hanks not necessarily known as like a stud muffin. It's just kind of like John Everyman. Like, you know what I mean? So I think that kind of plays into it, too, where huh. I th- he does seem more down to earth. He does seem more like. OK, but I think let's be honest. Tom Hanks has definitely had the temptations that a hot celebrity would have. I mean, women have obviously thrown themselves at Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he's rich. So yes, of course he's had the temptation there. Um, I think that's remarkable. Yeah. Even more so that an average looking guy could keep his D in control after it's being thrown to you. Like, you know, hot people have it happen to them their entire life. You could probably learn a little self-control there. But I was surprised to find out that they've been married 30 years. It's a long time. That is a long time. It's a long time. We all break laws. One of them that we constantly will all break is jaywalking. You'll do this. And I read this article that Fantone sent me where apparently authorities in China are furious about jaywalking because of how dangerous it is. You can be hit by a car. A lot of things can happen there, right? Sure. So they're now using technology, surprise, to then stave off jaywalkers. And... What they are is apparently there are like these posts and they have cameras in them 
and you are then identified with facial recognition and sent threatening text messages while your face is then also displayed on an oversized nearby LED screen. Basically shaming you. This is like the old thing when you would like float a check at the corner store and you were insufficient funds. They would hang the check up on the wall until you came in and paid because they knew you were going to be embarrassed. That they're What they're doing here is they're banking on your embarrassment to get you to behave properly. I think that there might be a little bit of room for more of that in society where oh, it's like, yeah, where it's, 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 it is where you are, you are breaking this law and you are going to be put on blast for it. Like, I'm okay with that concept. And like, especially in that moment of like, Hey, this is video of you jaywalking of you, us, of us having you on camera, breaking the law. I mean, I know it doesn't seem like, cause like, cause to me, I'd be like, well, who cares? <laughs> like, right. whatever. There I am on video jaywalking. What exactly are you going right. to do? That's how but, I would feel. But if, if that's combined with a ticket, if that's combined with like a fine and that's combined with some public shaming, I think public shaming a little bit of the cherry on top where it's like, all right, this is really what drives it home. I can't tell if this part of this article is serious or not. It, all, it says it also will then log your identity with facial recognition and then targets them with lasers that they say the authorities are pretty sure won't accidentally blind any kids. That I don't know if that part's realistic. They also have another thing, I guess, set up where if you walk past these things before you're ready to do it, so essentially you're jaywalking, it sprays you with water. Before the thing like flips over, yeah. before the, the, ghost, the, the, the walk sign pops if up. You, if you're running through a red light, it will spray water vapor and warn pedestrians by voice and then laser beams, they say. That is really strange. I mean, the technology exists, and I mean, I know you think lasers, and it's like, oh, but like, I mean, lasers are on ev- on tons on of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not necessarily like uh, too 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 far out there. It just it felt like it felt like we were trying to be silly there while while I was reading this. But no, it's like I I don't think America would would go for this for like yeah, wet my clothes down if, if I break a traffic law running. I mean, dude, imagine how that's going to go in New York City. Yeah, but I mean, cities are primarily where this problem is. You can for you sure. can do you can jaywalk across market, and nobody's going to say anything to you. It's it's very much not going to be a problem, but in heavily populated areas like New York City, where there's just so much foot traffic, one pedestrian getting hit by a car cluster F's the entire city because of the, the amount of traffic that's running that's through true. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, true. so, so from a from a an operational standpoint of the of the government of the city, it's like, no, we have to cut back on this. I, 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 I mean, I'm sure it is a problem in China. It's now I know this is a problem in Vegas. I don't know if this is still true with Uber and all. That, but back in the day, it was if, if if a cab driver was to run over a pedestrian in Las Vegas and even kill you, that that wasn't necessarily meaning you were going to lose your job as a cab driver in Vegas because they understood everybody's hammered, everybody's running across the street when they shouldn't. It's Las Vegas Boulevard, it's like one of the most famous streets in America, and that the, it's so heavily trafficked that they were like, guys are whipping down this street, people are running in between cars. I had I once had a cab driver in Vegas tell me he's like, dude, I've hit three pedestrians, I still Jeez. have this job. It's because they know it's like it's not necessarily their fault. So I think Vegas could do a little bit of this, but I just think Americans would bitch about the fact that their clothes were getting wet and we'd end up not doing it. And you're shaming me and you're doing this and this isn't right. And then we would argue again against these things that would ultimately help us because your personal rights are being infringed upon and like all this other stuff people like to cry about every time something somebody wants to do something. But I, again, I don't think we live in a city where it's really going to matter all that much. I was walking across Market one Sunday morning, actually, and there was a cop like staring and I thought he was about to wave me over. 
whatever and tell me not to do it. I was, like, like, was terrified I was going to get a ticket for it. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's Sunday morning and this is Market Avenue downtown. I'm probably going to be fine be just walking around anywhere I feel fit. Utah is doing something in their high schools that I think is smart. They're also doing something in their colleges I think are dumb. So we'll get into both of those after hooking you up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on we have some concert tickets to pass out for National Concert Week. Listen to this. You'll get your choice of one of these shows. Event Sevenfold and Prophets of Rage, Breaking Ben Five Figure Death Punch, Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie, or Slayer. Here's how I did it yesterday, dude. Uh, caller number, I think it was 21, their pick of the litter. 21 got what was left of the three. 22 got what was left of the two. And 23 essentially got what was left over. So okay, we'll we do got, it exactly that way we today. Got, we got tickets to blow out, homie. We'll do it exactly that way today. I like it. Sorry, my pen just broke. I have, um, I have said many, many, many times that I love the state of Utah. Now, I've never lived in Utah, but my family lives in Las Vegas pretty close to the border and so we'll go to utah quite a bit st george is a great golf destination mount zion's one of the best vacations i've ever taken Canyonlands is awesome the great white trail is amazing or white rim i believe is what it's called mm-hmm. that is really amazing i mean dude utah's got a lot of positive things about it especially if you're an outdoors type person it's pretty awesome right the hiking is uh, is uh, really unchallenged anywhere in the country um, as a matter of fact, I believe that 127 Hours movie where the guy had to like chop his own arm off or whatever oh, yeah, the hell yeah. it was, that was, that was Utah. I believe that was actually in Canyonlands. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was right there. All right. So now Utah is doing something in their schools, like their, their, their public schools that I think is very, very, very smart, but something is going on in a college in Utah that I think is really, really dumb. So we'll look at both, right? So Utah has an approach for teaching students in their schools about financial literacy, meaning they're preparing high school age students for what it means to be in the world and what the financial world does, how your credit works, how your bank account works, how when you're late on a payment, how the interest racks up, how this happens, what is a mutual fund as part of this. And they are then given grades on this. And I think that this is amazing. And I can't believe it's taken this long. And I can't believe it was Utah. Like I have said forever. Now, it's not necessarily a necessity anymore because nobody really balances your checkbook anymore. We all have apps. But like I had always said, why is that not part of like a high school course? When I was in high school, it was. There was like a life skills class. Now, it wasn't just exclusively financial literacy, financial literacy um, but it was like the basics of how to balance a checkbook. And uh, um, like I, I even think like doing taxes was a part of that. And they did like a, hey, you have to come up with a budget. Now, like I said, this was only one part of the course if, of life skills. And I think it was like, I want to say my junior year. And it was only... One, one, one half of the year. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a big focus on it or anything, but it, it, there was at least some sort of like, hey, this is what you should be doing. Okay. So the Center for Financial Literacy produces a national report card and it assigns grades to each state based on their approach to personal finance education. 
In order for a state to earn an A, which Utah did, you must mandate personal finance instruction be a requirement for graduation, and the class must be a semester long. 19 states earn a B, which mandates personal finance as part of another required course, like a broader economics or civics class. Yeah. And then 10 states, including California and the District of Columbia, received an F, which is where a state has virtually no requirements whatsoever for personal finance education in high school. I think that this is a necessary thing. We yeah. need this. I think I think really what needs to happen here is instead of it just being like, okay, well, your junior year of, of, of high school, you have to do this. I think personal finances and economics really kind of need to be at the core of what we're doing with our math with math classes throughout school, like throughout your entire run, where it's like as, as you walk into kindergarten, no, are we going to exactly show you how compound interest works? No, but it is going to be focused on like, okay, well, instead of if you have seven apples and you know you take three away, it's going to be like, well, you have seven dollars and you take three away. You know what I mean? Just more of a focus on like what do numbers mean in the real world as opposed to like these abstract concepts. I have, if you listen to the show a lot, I. I I will credit primarily my father, but I had a really good mother, too. We just had a falling out a few years ago. We're perfectly fine now. But my mom, as while I was growing up, was great. I mean, she really was. I had really good parents. And so I, I will give them really good credit on like what they did right with me. But one of the things they did horribly with my brother and I was teaching us financial literacy. And I have said many, many times that it was impossible for my dad to teach me something he didn't know. Yeah. And he didn't know anything about this. It's a very confusing thing. And I think that's the thing is we all think that once we turn into adults, all of a sudden there's going to be this like switch Awakening. that flips off and we're going to be like, oh, I totally understand how to do this. No. And I've said it time and time again, man, I, I, you know, I don't view myself as like the smartest dude in the room, but I think I'm smarter than, you know, the average bear. And if I can't figure this stuff out, it's like, dude, how does, how does, you know, how does this mouth breathe more on down the street? How is he even... Well, I can put, I dude, I can put it in. It, it, it's not only intelligence; it's it's um, it's effort. And like when you think about how fast somebody changes the radio station over something that annoys them, or the TV right. station over something that they don't know what's happening on it. Imagine now when people are then like sat down and have to read something and the moment you give somebody six pages to read they're like i'm done yeah I, I, yes 100 percent. i mean you don't even read the terms of use of these apps you're using and then you want to get mad at facebook when you find out what they're doing right. you won't even read that um I, I think if anything i mean we probably all need to recognize that too that uh, yes it's great to say this about students and we probably should be focusing more on kids and, and teenagers in this sense but like we as americans don't understand this no. and 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 to kind of admit that to ourselves and do something about it i know multiple banks have like financial literacy, literacy courses that you can take Mine does. CSE but does. the whole thing with that is like you're like no i'm not going to take that i don't want to look stupid i'm not stupid i know what i'm doing here and it's like dude we're all stupid I, here, we here, all are Yes, that is why that happens. Here's what I would tell people. You have your choice. You can either appear to be stupid or you can be stupid. Genuinely be stupid. Which yeah. one of those do you want? Um, I, I think, and you bring up your parents and their thoughts kind of on this and maybe their lack of They just didn't you. know it. See, but what I, I think part of what that problem was too is that 30 years ago, your dad and mom assumed 
Well, it's not going to really matter if Danny's financially literate and responsible because this economy is going to keep on, you know, chugging out winners and he'll just have a good job and everything will be fine. And who cares if he really knows what's happening because he's going to make enough money where he's putting money into his 401k and he's going to retire early and everything's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, the economy takes a dump and all of a sudden we all kind of feel a little bit more responsibility there of like, we have to get our finances under control. I don't think it's crazy to assume that that's how that happened. I think it was a little short-sighted for my parents to assume that the what was happening then would be continue to happen forever. Their generation, not just your parents. Right. I'm saying that whole generation probably just assumed, oh, dude, times are always going to be totally good. It's totally true. I just think that's a little short-sighted. And I also think it was one of those things where it's like, how are we, like, you should have taken a, like a harder line with this because of how difficult your life was. Because you didn't right, have any money. Right. Now, I always say this. Like, my brother, seven years older than I am. And you can tell young people things till you're blue in the face. I was once dating this girl, Kim, and she had a younger brother, right? And I was a little bit older than Kim, so much older than her younger brother. And I kept telling him the entire time. Like, he moved in with us, and I was like, dude, save your... He was turning, like, 21 at the time. You're, it's, dude, save your money. It's the only thing people tell you money doesn't matter. And here's why that happens, by the way. <coughs> Did you ever notice that the same people that tell you money don't matter are the ones that have it all? It's all in songs and music and all these Madison Avenue, Fifth Avenue like things. Don't worry about money. It's because, dude, they want to tell you that lie that money doesn't matter so you continue to live dumb. Because if you finally get woke and understand that you're never going to have any, you will revolt. So, of course, those corporations want to tell you that money doesn't matter and loves what matters. Why do you think they keep pumping those movies out? It's to keep you in that enslaved mentality if you finally get woke and realize that you were being screwed at every turn financially by every single person you would revolt that's why they sell you this message that money doesn't matter i am the one person constantly telling you that it is the only thing that ultimately at the end of the day does matter it's what keeps you alive on the earth and america doesn't give you freedom it's your money that does it i say it all the time did you set your alarm clock last night because of how free you were is that why you did it now utah is also doing something stupid in one of their education facilities this now in art college where i saw this the other day and i'm bringing this up twofold a because i think a lot of you will find it interesting and b because i think it is an insight into me being able to handle my anger just a little bit better utah now where there's an art university who is installed and this is what they're calling it a cry closet for students in college who are so stressed out over exams or what their life is bringing to them that they need a place to go, shut the door, scream at the top of their lungs and cry and you get privacy for in a cry closet. Now, this is one of those things that 10 years ago I would have been screaming my head off at. And now I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm just happy I'm not so much of a sissy that I need a cry closet. And I also don't think college is where these go. These go in the workplace. Where these go at work, where you hide from people you hate, and you have to swallow crap from your boss, and you have to pretend that things that are insane aren't insane, otherwise they come at you and yell at you. That's where you need a cry closet. 
You think world? Do you think the world's screwing you over in college? Just wait, dude. The world doesn't even begin to mess with you until you turn thirty. Then the world starts to actually beat you down. I do worry that we are softening these things too much, and we are not preparing people for the stiff world at which is waiting for you. I do worry that cry closets is a little far. So as I want to give Utah credit on some things, that I think is insane. It is National Concert Week. We do have a slew of tickets for you to choose from. We will do exactly what we did yesterday. We will take caller 20 and then allow the tickets to fall in that order. But you, caller 20, will get your choice. Avenge Sevenfold, Prophets of Rage, or Breaking Ben, Five Finger Death Punch, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, or those Slayer tickets. Just be caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show for you. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 at 910 as we're doing New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Kanye featuring T.I., new Thomas Rhett, and new Five Finger Death Punch. All part of that. Kanye and T.I., I'm excited to hear. I guess this is that Kanye song about the little bit of support he has for the new pre- or for the current president. It's going to be interesting. I haven't heard it yet. It'll be very interesting. That song is called Yay versus the People there. And I'm surprised TI jumped on board with that. Cuz dude TI's been like all the other way. He's been very anti the president. Very speaking up about it like pretty much every day. Like I'm so I'm I'm very interested to hear this. And I'm a fan of both. I think TI is amazing. Actually, King, I think it was his album in 2006. Dude, I mean, that album might almost be cover to cover. Like, that's how good that record was. It was good. So I'm very interested to hear that song. New Thomas Rhett should be good, too. Five Finger Death Punch, obviously, pretty much going to throw you a fastball right down the middle of what they do. They don't normally step out of their zone very much. All right, so I've been starting to um, wrap my arms around the Baker Mayfield thing a little bit more. I will admit, Friday I came in here and I was a little down on it. I, I, I felt like what had happened there is that there were two prototype NFL-style quarterbacks and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, and the Browns went, ah, eh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to outthink everybody. We're going to go this way and went with Baker Mayfield. Now, it turns out Baker Mayfield had been the number one quarterback on like six teams' boards. So it wasn't like the Browns weren't out here on an island with Baker Mayfield. I guess the Jets, who ended up taking Sam Darnold, had Baker Mayfield as their number one quarterback. So people like me who said, ah, you could have got Baker at four, maybe not. Okay? So I'll admit that, maybe not. A couple other teams had him high on their board. So Alonzo Highsmith, who works with the Browns, was here in Canton the other day at the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, for their luncheon. And he said, you've heard enough talk. I could tell you the same story everybody else has told you since 1999. But they asked him to explain why the, what the Browns saw in Mayfield that they didn't see in Darnold, who was like pretty much considered to be the number one quarterback in the draft. Now, Highsmith has been scouting alongside Dorsey since like the 90s. He says, on our way through everything, you couldn't tell me Darnold wasn't the best. I did all of my evaluations of the season. Then comes the part where you meet them off the field. You watch their workouts. You watch everything. And Baker blew me away. Highly, highly intelligent, he says. And highly competitive. He says, and he had the trait that some of the good ones have. I call it efficacy. He's like, it's the power to affect other people. I thought that of all the quarterbacks I watched, he stood out far and above the other guys. 
when he walked into a room, you knew Baker was there. And I have heard other people say that Sam that Sam Darnold was never the biggest personality in any room he's in. And I don't know that that's important. I'm not sure you have to be the biggest personality in the room. Now, I know what you're going to say to me. I wouldn't want him as a quarterback. But there is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who has absolutely no personality, and his name is Joe Flacco. He was never the biggest personality in that locker room. Ray Lewis was always going to be that. As a matter of fact, Ray Lewis retired, I bet, is still the biggest personality in the Baltimore Ravens locker room. So I'm not sure you need to be the biggest personality. I think if he's talking about the ability to, to affect others, though, it's not necessarily you're the biggest personality in the room, but you have the biggest swing in the room. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one who dictates the tone. Not necessarily by you being boombastic and like, hey, I'm coming in here and we're all going to party and have a good time, but by drawing the best out of others. I mean... I, I think I think that cause, is important because I think what Ray Lewis was was both. He was the biggest personality in the room, but he also was the biggest leader in the room. Ray, you when you played next to Ray, you had your game tight because Ray was going to be on you. Uh, you you, you want to be better. I mean, yes. you want to you know you, that's important. You, you, you want to improve because you want to live up to the standard that 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 your peers are are are, are setting for you. So like the thing I'm going to say about that and why I think that's kind of concerning is like. It's easy to do that in a job interview. It's easy to do that in college when you're winning. When you go on the Browns, and this is the this is what a lot of people said is like, well, he's a winner. He's a winner. And like Gamer. and like and like I I remember Colt McCoy was a winner. And I remember Tim Tebow was a winner. And I'm not trying to like pull pull like white quarterbacks out and be like, all right, these are this is the problems here, but like you, you haven't faced the adversity. It's really easy to be a winner when it's like, well, yeah, dude, I'm, well, the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm here. I am. Like, yeah, again, Baker did walk on to two college programs and win the starting job, so he's faced a little adversity. I mean, he was. I mean, dude, he walked on and dude, he beat out a, a returning Sugar Bowl champion at quarterback at Oklahoma. I don't know if it means everything. It does mean something. When your team's zero and seven, it's going to be a different level of adversity, other than just like, hey, because okay, when you fair. when you are competing for that quarterback job essentially it's hey I'm I have my own destiny in my hands I'm good enough to take care of this and go win this job to myself you as the quarterback aren't always going to be able to do that in football games when the no. defense blows an, an interception and all of a sudden it's like damn dude it's week six and that could have been our first win of the year I, that's that's where I feel like there's going to be a little bit of is this really the best guy for the job so they the, he Alonzo Highsmith was talking about Rosen now and he said I was at an airport you, UCLA's volleyball team, that's where, um, that's where Rosen went was UCLA, said their volleyball team was in front of me. So I heard so much about Rosen that he's this, he's that. He says, you know how people talk about him. So I walked over to the, one of the volleyball coaches, and I said, what's Rosen like? And the coach responded, ah, you should probably ask his girlfriend. She's one of the players. She's over there. And Alonzo Highsmith said, I'm like, all right, coach, that's good enough. I don't know what that means. Like he's basically leading you down the path that the volleyball coach didn't have an opinion on Josh Rosen, and and as, as if that's a knock on Josh Rosen. And I disagree. How is the volleyball coach really going to know what Josh Rosen is really like? A and B. Couldn't it have just been that the coach was like, "I know you guys are scouting this kid, and I don't want to be guilty of saying anything either way that that depicts how this is going to go down." Yeah, but the athletic circles. 
is certainly small. within a university are going to be small. Yes, I mean like the coaches of all teams, especially of like the vol- they're going to they're going to know who the star premier athletes of football are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, do I think that's enough to, to make your decision? No, but do I view that as like a negative where it's like this guy could have very easily give a glowing endorsement, had the opportunity right here, and then could have said, right, and then could have said, hey, and his girlfriend's right over there. Alonzo Highsmith also pointed out that Baker Mayfield had lost two wide receivers and he was the same quarterback after they went out. Josh Allen, big arm. He could throw the ball from here to the moon. When they have to make excuses on why they're not completing passes, that's a problem. And I would agree. Josh Allen's completion percentage scared me away from him, especially as the number one pick. Now, Baker, really accurate. Like, his accuracy numbers are through the roof. And again, I said this yesterday. I didn't love it on Friday. But after spending a weekend with some people who do like it, and after thinking about it a little bit, if what we are going to do is build a bubble screen machine, and again, like I said yesterday, don't knock it because that's what the Patriots are. Now, Tom Brady has the ability to go up over top over you. He just would rather not. They'd rather throw small and have wide receivers run. It's what they do. And it looks like that's what we're going to build. That a high completion percentage guy like Baker Mayfield can probably run you that offense. Again, I had said my buddy pointed out to me that once they picked up Tyrod Taylor, you should have known it was Baker because they're the same exact guy. Baker's a little bit better, they believe, but he's ultimately the same kind of guy. So that at least makes me happy. That if what the plan is is to build an offense that works with Tyrod Taylor and then hand it off to the guy who best fits it versus, yeah, we'll build a team like this and then we're going to draft you know draft Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold and then we'll change it and then try to work around them, that I think would be worse. So as I thought it was unconventional and I worried that what they were doing is thinking too far outside of the box, this might end up being exactly what we needed. I uh, I was really convinced, number one, by watching a little bit of footage of him and just kind of seeing him as a player a little bit more. Because that's the thing. is, dude, Come draft time, we're all like, oh, man, this is the pick we should make. That's the pick we should make. Nobody's watching Washington football. Nobody's watching Oklahoma football. Nobody's watching this stuff. <laughs> like, like, like we, can all, we can all at least admit to that. Um, but the thing that really kind of turned me around on him, and I encourage all of you to Google it, um, Baker Mayfield's spider chart. And essentially what the spider chart is for any quarterback is it's a magnitude of different things. Passing grade, rushing grade, your short passing grade, deep your intermediate balls. deep balls, blitz grade, all these different things that kind of go into a quarterback and you look at him and he's by far in a way the best quarterback on this scale. It's not even close. It's not even Sam Darnold's not even in the conversation when it comes to being a complete and like full quarterback. He's definitely the best. I agree. When I saw that yesterday, it was it was like, oh man, maybe this is going to be better than I thought it was. And I would agree for people who are Baker Mayfield fans that if he were six three, we're not even having this conversation. You love Baker Mayfield. That is true. He is being knocked over his height, but, but he's it, not six three. But but I mean, that's but that's <laughs> yeah. but that's my point is that he's he not. is not six three. And that people want to go, Drew Brees. It's like, yeah, dude, you just listed the one guy. That's like that's like people who are like, well, I don't have to get a high school diploma, Bill Gates. And it's like, dude, right. okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best system there, guys. I'm also being told that Baker Mayfield's agent is now releasing the information that the that, that the New England Patriots had reached out to them and said, be ready if the Browns pass on you at number one. We're moving up to two to take you. Now, I think if that were true, they probably would have moved up and taken another quarterback. I think everything they're doing right now and letting Garoppolo go, and if you look at what New England did in the draft, is them doubling down on Tom, which I think is a mistake. 
I think, dude, it, I, I, it, is he still capable of taking you to a Super Bowl next year? Absolutely. I would have started to build for my future, but that's just me. But I think Bill Belichick was like, all right, dude, you traded away Jimmy Garoppolo, so fine, let, let, let's just do this. But I am starting to come more around to the Baker Mayfield thing. I, I'm, I'm going to choose to remain optimistic on it. I still think in my gut I would have rather had Sam Darnold. I don't even know why. It's just a gut feeling. But I am going to come around to the Baker Mayfield thing because, again, I think John Dorsey is smart and he has found players where other people didn't see value. Tyreek Hill being one of them. He's found it. And so, like, I until I see John Dorsey make massive mistakes like previous Browns organizations, I am not going to laud this as a serious mistake. I'll wait until it is, and then I'll be like, yeah, I remember I was kind of halfway on that one. But I'm not. I honestly, I think that this may end up being way better than what we all think. There is a possibility of that. You're shot at $1,000 and New Tour Tuesday, next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. And we're going to start with new Kanye. He's enlisted the help of T.I. I've looked into this a little bit more, so here's what's happening. Kanye has released this song called Yay Versus the People. And again, it's Y-E because that's how you spell Kanye, and he's doing that whole thing, right? And what's happening here is Kanye's playing Kanye, and T.I. then taking the role of the people. It's a very political um, song, and it's and it's representation. Um, again, if, for those of you that are unaware, Kanye West has kind of been going off a little bit lately, kind of thinking for himself. Antone thinks it's all about self-promotion, about the fact that three different albums are coming out that have his involvement. I would agree, ultimately, that it is definitely partially that. I also think Kanye West is starting to just go, you know what, I'm just going to say what I want, and, uh, and I'm going to think what I want, and I'm going to think for myself a little bit, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I, I got into, I don't want to call it an argument, but a discussion with a woman via Twitter the other day who was telling me, it's like, you know, these people who don't understand that their influencers are the worst. And it's like, well, wait a minute. So while Kanye was what was pro Obama, him being an influencer was just fine. But now because he's starting to say something else, his being an influencer is bad. Like, that's where I take an issue. Isn't the flip side of that is that when Kanye was pro Obama, it was like, dude, shut up. Nobody cares what you care. Nobody cares what you think, celebrity. But now that it's pro Trump, everyone's like, well, dude, now he's making points. I really like it. Yeah, both sides have hypocrisy and, and hypocrites in them. Absolutely, I am uh, more along the line that I uh, I don't mind when somebody is going to think for themselves. I do have a problem when I see on both sides of the aisle celebrities swallow ideology blindly and then just regurgitate it. And I think what Kanye is doing here is saying, yeah, I was guilty of doing that. And now I started thinking about some stuff and I'm going to say this. Ultimately, is it a press machine? For sure it is. But I think that there is something real behind it. Now, maybe that's me being naive. We do have the new Kanye for you. It's Ye versus the People featuring T.I. Let's take a listen. Seven cent, but ever since Trump won, it proved that I could be president. <laughs> yeah, you can, it would cold though. Don't they go against the teachers and yay talk folk? Yo, tip, I hear your side and everybody talk though, but ain't going against the grain everything I fought for. Probably so, yeah. Well, where you trying to go with this? It's some shit you just don't align with and don't go again. You just reading the headlines, you don't see the fine print. You on some choosing side, I'm on some unified. 
It's bigger than your selfish agenda. If your election ain't gonna stop police from murdering getting Bruh, I never ever stop fighting for the people. Actually wearing the hat to show people that we equal. You gotta see the vantage point of the people. What makes you feel equal makes them feel evil. See, that's the problem with this damn nation. All blacks gotta be Democrats, man. We ain't made it off the plantation. Who you choose is your political party You represent dudes you seem cruel and cold-hearted With blatant dear regard for the people who put you in position Don't you feel an obligation to them? I feel an obligation to show people new ideas And if you want to heal, then no two right here Make America great again, had a negative perception I took it, boy, rocked it, gave it a new direction Added empathy, caring, love, and affection And y'all, simply questioning my methods What you willing to lose? For the point to be proved This shit is stubborn, self and bullheaded Even for you You wore a dusty hat to represent the same view But white supremacy, man, we expect better from you How them times you sound crazy We defended you, homie Not just to be let down when we depend on you, homie That's why it's important to know what direction you going now Cause everything that you built can be destroyed, torn down You think I ain't concerned about how I affect the past? I mean, I had stayed in my closet like about a year and a half. Then one day I was like, fuck it, I'ma do me. I was in the sunken place and then I found a new me. Not worried about some image that I gotta keep up. A lot of people agree with me, but they too scared to speak up. The greater good of the people at first. Have you considered all the damage and the people you hurt? You had a bad idea and you making it work. This just as bad as Catholic preachers living in church. Y'all been leading with See, I just approach it different Like a gang truce The first blood to shake a Crips hand I know everybody emotional Is it better if I rap about crack, huh? Cause it's cultural Or how about I'ma shoot you A fuck your bitch Or how about all this Gucci Cause I'm fucking rich You did regard for the lack of respect Starting to make it seem like Donnie cut you a chick Now you're toying with high lava, baby Be careful with that What's it mean to gain the world if you ain't standing for shit? Okay, I gotta say it, yeah You sound high as a bitch Get genocide and slavery We should just try and forget And all the free thoughts you Find a better defense But if you ain't just stuck in your way We can leave it at that Alright, Tip We could be rapping about this all day, man Why don't we just cut the beat off And let the people talk Okay, so that's the end of it. It's um, it's a little talky, not so much a song for me. Much it, it sounds like I let's pull Ti in here and let's just say what I want to say via because Twitter's you know character you know limits are are, are are not enough for me to get it all out there, and I don't want to be doing it. It just sounds more like that. That's Kanye featuring Ta, Yay versus the People. Fan, don't give me your vote there. Buddy. It's a turd. Um, that was a bad song. If we take all messaging and, and and what they're trying to say out of it, there was absolutely nothing redeeming about that song. I mean, it wasn't catchy. It wasn't. There was no chorus to it. There was no like anything other than the political statement of it. And I just feel disappointed because two of my favorite rappers, for sure, it just feels like a wasted opportunity. Wow, right there. we could not disagree anymore. I felt like the beat was awesome. I felt like both T.I. and Kanye showed me why I'm a fan of both of them and it's because they are thought-provoking rappers even though people think that those things don't exist that they do and I feel like both those guys are very very good at that and I the only thing I had an issue with in the entire song is T.I. making the relation that 
that Kanye supporting Donald Trump is the same thing as, as supporting Catholic priests who bang kids in church is what he said, which is ridiculous and wildly out, outside the bounds of what I would say is all right to make that analogy. I think that that's absolutely crazy. But other than that, I felt like the song was really good. I'm going to vote not a turd on it. Not a turd! I like, I like Kanye thinking for himself. I'm a big fan. New Thomas Rhett, Life Changes, next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock 106.9. I liked it. Felt like not a turd at all. And now we have the country song of the week. This is New Thomas Rhett for you. The song's called Life Changes. up in my college dorm yeah my life it was pretty normal looking for a date to the spring form i wasn't worried about nothing else no oh, yeah. i was legit worried i grabbed the wrong song like i didn't think this was the right song this no is, it's this the right is, song okay that's definitely thomas Rhett. okay i was gonna say this sounds like a pop song Which, his dad was somebody his dad was a famous Some sort singer. of singer. Yeah, I think his dad was a famous country artist. Actually. Pretty normal. Looking for a date to the spring form. I wasn't worried about nothing else. No. Nah. Majoring in undecided. Notebooks full of bad songs I was writing. Never dreamed anybody else would like them. Now they're sitting on a Walmart shelf. Ain't it funny how life changes? You wake up, ain't nothing the same in life. I would admit that this kid... Thomas Rhett is one of these egregious guys inside this format that people talk about bro country. Like Thomas Rhett is a little guilty of this. Like he does make just pure like pop records. Yeah, That's it. This could very easily be a, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of the artist. I don't know if I want to say like a Maroon 5 or a, but like something on a, on a, on a pop station for sure. And his dad was Rhett Adkins. That's why he okay. uses Rhett as his last name. Ain't a funny like, there's not even, like, a forced twang on it. Like, he's not even trying to make it sound Ooh. country. No. And he's had a bunch of those. Uh, Get Me Some of That was very the same way. You never know what's gonna happen. You make your plans and you hear God laughing. He's not the worst. Like, his voice isn't necessarily bad, though. Like, he, I don't know if he can really sing, but he is a pleasant listen. You can't stop it, just hop on the train. You never know what's gonna Yeah, like this could definitely be a train song. Like, oh, I'm sure it yeah. probably was. I'm sure it was probably sold to bands like that. I bought a ring and she said I do, but everybody I gotta give him that. His wife is hot. Why don't you wait? Cause I've been waiting on her since the second grade. Yeah. And now she got her own set of fans. Got a blue check mark by her Instagram. And I wow. See, wow. what I worry about with stuff like that. Wow. Is if you pop culture reference in your music, you're time stamping it. Oh like, yeah, it's it's got a very short shelf life at that point. Well, I mean, if 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 his if his thought here is like, well, I'll I'll have this song be relevant as long as Instagram is, he's gonna be okay. Yeah, you know what okay. I'm saying. Thirty years from now, it's gonna be like, well, maybe not the best song, but like it, it, as of right now, Instagram ain't going nowhere. Well, not only that, but listening to it, this is not a thirty year song. True. You're 22. What you trying to prove? Hey. 
say, why don't you wait? Cause I've been waiting on her since the second grade, yeah. And now she got her own set of fans, got a blue check mark by her Instagram. And I wrote a little song about holding her hand. And now everybody wanna die happy, man. And he referenced his own song, Die a Happy Man, in his song. Weird. Not wild about that. writing in saying dude this sounds like this sounds like uncle cracker to me sure and sure yeah absolutely i could see that i remember the day i told my daddy and mama you're gonna have a grandkid yeah from Uganda, that's right. We're adopting, and she is the cutest little girl that you ever seen. They did do that, by the way. They, he, I would hope <laughs> he and his wife. <laughs> you they have, did, like they did. They they adopted a kid from Uganda. Like I remember seeing the photos. You'd have to be some kind of a terrible person to include that in your song and be like, no, we never really did that. No. <laughs> I yes. I. Uh, it was. And again, I read his Instagram post, like when he posted it, because again, they adopted a black child. Okay. So, dude, a lot of the country audience wasn't down with that. Like, and he took some serious heat on that. And I think it's interesting. And I think it says a lot about who people are if they know they're about to go and through that in their life and do it anyway. And I think it says something about the kind of person he is. And I think he's probably a pretty decent dude. From Uganda, that's right, we're adopting And she is the cutest little girl that you ever seen While I was wrapping my head around being a dad A bigger wrench got thrown in the plans we thought we had Now there's Willow and sweet Ada James That's two under two, now hey, what can I say? This is one of those songs where I'm always talking about how, dude, it, it's almost worse when an artist gets popular enough to go do what they really want. Like, sometimes it can be worse. I was going to say, don't be afraid to end it, Thomas. There's new Thomas Rhett. Life changes. Phantom, give me the vote. Not a turd. It's musical wallpaper. It's obviously very easy to digest. It's not very complex. I'm not saying that that's like the jam for Fantone, but I am going to say um, it's a singable chorus. It's a very universal concept right there, and it's being sold to country radio, which is an easy thing to do. I'm going to say that song's going to be a hit. I'm going to say not a turd. I don't disagree with you, but I thought it was bad, so I'm going to vote turd on that. It's a turd! I don't disagree with your assessment. I just really thought it was that bad. I'm going to vote turd on the new Thomas Rhett. We do have the new five-finger death punch for you. That's next on Rock 106.9. The new Thomas Rhett. Life changes. Fantone voted not a turd on that. I voted turd. We've been split all morning. A little issues brewing in the building here. Beef! To uh, beef it over the new Kanye song. Five Figure okay. Death Punch has a new song, and it's called Champagne. Okay. Now, not champagne like the bubbly. Right. It is 
S H A M. Okay. Pain. Okay. Oh, your pain is a sham. As if, um, as as All if right. your pain, yes, yeah. is a sham. Here we go. So get ready for the champagne flavored monster, <laughs> as you know that's coming. You just know it. Here's new five finger. Oh yeah. Well, that doesn't sound anything like five finger. complain about all these people who reported on you beating your wife. Okay. All right. That's what it's all about, Ivan. That's what it's going to be here. And what TMZ did was release the police report. Right. I mean, like, you were the one who punched her, bro. Now here, this is true of Five Finger Death Punch. I actually don't mind this writing right here. He says, everybody seems like they're waiting for me to die. Talk crap behind my back, can't look me in the eye. They say I'm overrated, that I should have already faded. Give a crap about it all, because I love to be so hated. That is that band. He is. This is what I'm always talking about with this band. He has. They are the ACDC of today. He writes the same song. This is o- under and over it. All over again. Version 28.0. That's all it is. Right? That's all. That, but dude, again, that's why it works. People don't want you to like express your creativity and like they don't want you branching out. They want you to be who you are. Everybody seems like they're waiting for me to die. Talks behind my back. Can't look me in the eye. They say I'm overrated. That I should have already faded. Give a shit about it all because I love to be faded. That would have been made more sense to champagne like the bubbly, right? I mean, like, you didn't call your pain a sham. I don't know. That didn't make any sense to me. Well, if you're going to call your own pain a sham, why are we writing a three-minute song about it? <laughs> what are you talking about here, dude? Those Monster Energy drink wristbands might be a little too tight. Is blood going everywhere it needs to go, Ivan? Battleborn written again. This okay. is Battleborn. I'm sick of the travel and I have to be nice to everybody and everybody wants five minutes. This is Battleborn all over again. See, but the thing is, is like, dude, your fans right now are, are rolling change to go buy Monster Energy drinks. I don't know if this is necessarily going to ring uh, well to them where it's like, dude, you're riding on the bus and you're complaining. Yeah. I'm riding on the bus, bro. I'm taking the bus. Like, <laughs> dude, here's the thing, because I have said about these kinds of songs that what they are, they keep getting worse. 
Like, you had Bon Jovi with Wanted Dead or Alive. Okay. And then you had Metallica with Wherever I May Roam. And then Five Finger Death Punch comes out with Battleborn. It's getting worse. But the difference is, and that you are touching on something important here, is that in 1986, when Bon Jovi was doing it, nobody knew, like, you didn't know about the average person's struggle. They couldn't complain to you directly. They couldn't complain to your label directly. You're right about this. With Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff now, I'd be very weary of releasing songs talking about how much you hate doing what it is you do. This one line, I mean no disrespect, but I ain't picking up the check. Taking selfies on your phone while you're breathing down my neck. Dude, I mean, I get it. Yes, it's it's a problem, and I'm sure it's one of those things in your life where you're like, dude, I just don't even want to walk outside my house today because I deal with this. I get it. Yeah, but your house is like a multi-million dollar palace. <laughs> like, that's my thing. It's like, yeah, and I get it. Here's what I'll tell you. Look like Ivan Moody without a record deal and punch your wife and see what happens. Right. So all the gripes, is, is he saying, so it's, it's, I'm living the good life, it's a toast, it's all champagne, I like none of the pain's real? Is he maybe beating himself down for complaining about these things in his head? Is that what this I is? Guess. We're like, yo, dude, this is all champagne, it's not real pain, yeah, it sucks, right? Maybe that's what it is, and I'm misreading this. Ooh, this would be a good point for a five-finger monologue. All we are is chalk lines on the dust or pavement or whatever it is. Say what you want about this band. They do play really well together. I mean, like, technically, they're a very, like, well put together, sound good band. If you go see them, it's very much like what I always say about Fred Durst. Like, you can make fun of Ivan Moody. There's plenty of things where it's like, dude, that's kind of cheesy. This is totally cheesy. This is kind of whatever. But you go see Five Finger. Like, I guarantee you this. If I put Five Finger in the queue and I send you as a naysayer, you're going to walk out of there going, all right, I kind of get it. Like, I do kind of get why they are what they are. But I ain't picking up the jet, taking selfies on your phone while you're breathing out my nose, getting free. I think he's reflecting on the fact that he has bitched about this stuff outwardly before and realizes it was done, maybe. Yeah, these guitar riffs, riffs don't reinvent the wheel, but they're very well placed, very well played. Like They actually got a huge upgrade at guitar not that long ago. I watched a documentary on Netflix called Hired Gun, and it was like all these studio musicians, and actually the one guy actually caught a real break, got hired in at this band, and he's really kicked up their sound. I wish I could remember his name.
There's uh there's new five finger death punch. The song is called Sham, as in a sham wow. Sham pain. There it is. There's the reference we were looking for all morning. Champagne by Five Finger Death Punch. Fantone, give me the vote. Not a Once again, not my cup of tea. I'm not a huge five finger death punch fan, but like as far as like a new rock song goes that feels like it's going to play well at Rock on the Range. Yes. That's pretty good, so I'm going to call it not a turd. We finally agree this morning. Is. I'm going to vote not a turd on Five Finger. Not a turd. They do what they do, dude. They make fastballs yeah. down the middle built yeah. for the gym. That's exactly what they do. If you're pounding monsters or you're lifting heavy things over your head, Five Finger Death Punch will totally get it done. That song was a fastball right down the middle of what they do. Not a turd. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000. That's 1010 this morning. Aside from that, this show is done. Be back at it live tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 6.10 or 6 a.m. It yeah, was 6.10 this morning. Are. I was late. I was late this morning. <laughs> 6 a.m. tomorrow morning on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great afternoon. See you.